This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is a look ahead to the season opener against UNI on Saturday. Our Cyclone Radio Network team, myself, Eric Keft, and Ryan Harklaw sit at a round table and discuss the possibilities for this Cyclone football team. We're all excited about it. We hope you are too, and we hope you'll enjoy this visit with Ryan Harklaw and Eric Keft. Well, guys, let's just jump right in. And, you know, I think the most recent news really regarding Iowa State football is about the guys that aren't there and that's uh, the NFL announcing its 53-man rosters yesterday and man it was really cool to see I think it by my count 11 guys from Iowa State on active NFL rosters and Hark I, I mean I can't Eric and I were trying to think we've ever had 11 guys active on NFL rosters at the same time but really cool to see especially some of those guys like you know that you weren't really sure if they're going to make it or not that were late picks like Anthony Johnson he held on he made it Jake Hummel still with the Rams all those guys made it which is really cool to see it's fantastic and you look at you know when you go to a game now you may walk into Jack Trice anytime this year and what's really neat to see you're going to see a Brees Hall jersey Brock Purdy jerseys Alan Lazard's jerseys Anthony Johnson jersey Kanae's jersey Montgomery jerseys like how cool is that? And that tells you what this, this staff has done with this program. You know, where we came from and where we're at today, we are now putting people on a field that are going to contribute on a Sunday in the NFL. And I think that it's not ending where we're at today. It's just, this is the start of it. I mean, really, this is the first, that group you're seeing in the NFL right now is the first kind of group of players that came through under Coach Campbell and staff. And now what you see on the team this year, there's going to be more that follow them. And that, they just paved the way in what they've done at this program so far. I think it's more of a testament to this coaching staff and what they've built here, and it's it's really fun to watch. I echo that 100%. And I think, you know, when you look at the last couple of recruiting classes, you know, that Coach Campbell and his staff have been able to bring in, they think it's the best classes he's had so far. So you, you put that together along with, you know, the guys that have already shown that they can make it in the NFL. I mean, this program is on such solid footing, and I think it's just going to get better. Well, Eric, you mentioned those last couple recruiting classes, and I think as we approach the season opener with you and I and we start looking forward to this game, probably an important thing for us to remember is excited as we get about the season, and I think all three of us are in the same boat there. We're, we're bullish on this group of guys. We're excited about them. But, man, this is going to be – a very young team. If, if last year's team was the third youngest in college football, this one's got to be about right there because I think there's like 39 freshmen or sophomores in the two deep, which is probably about 50 guys total because of you know the, the specialists. But there's a lot of young players that are going to be on the field and many of them for the first time on Saturday. You know, and that's one of the things, too, and Coach Campbell's talked about it in his press conference yesterday and last night on the coaches' show. We think a lot of things. Every team thinks a lot of things right now. But you're going to find out the proof will be in the pudding starting on Saturday. Are these guys as good as we think they are? You know, and I've been super impressed with these young guys for sure. Uh, and I'm not discounting the veterans we have coming back either. But I think the youth and to see, like Coach Campbell says, when it's live out there, Who's going to be the guy that you know, picks up, makes the big catch, a quarterback that makes the right throw, running back can 
fight, get that first down when you have trying to put the game away or defensively, who's going to make the stop? Who's going to get the interception? Who's going to force quarterback into a bad decision? I mean, those are things you just don't know. And you know, I, I love the youth of this team, along with a lot of the veterans as well. But you know, we're going to find out a, little, a lot more about them come Saturday and then moving forward after that. I think as much as anything after Saturday, then what kind of adjustments do you make when you find out who can do it and who maybe needs a little more time to get acclimated to the system? The good news is with the, with the young talent, when you look at this, number one, they've beaten guys above them out, number one. So they, they have beaten some players that are proven out. But, but most importantly, our defense is back. You know, when you look at that, that the young part of the ball, our side of the ball is not the defensive side. You know, you look at TJ Tampa, Miles Purchase, Malik Verdon, Bo Freeler, Gary Vaughn, Dominic Orange, Jair Singleton. These are all the starters on the defense. They've got time. They're proven. And I tell you what, as you have young players, you got to hang in game sometimes with young players. I would rather be young on the offensive side than the defensive side. Uh, that defensive side being what it is and have a little bit more experience is going to allow you to hang in games longer as, this, as these young freshmen do pick up. And, and when they make mistakes, you can recover e more easily on the defensive side of the ball versus offense and defense being the other way around. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Well, let's talk about one area on the defense that is young, other than Gary Vaughn, who's a six-year veteran. But, you know, with Jack Sadowski and Carson Willick, Carson, a redshirt freshman who played in four games last year but preserved his redshirt, and Jack Sadowski, a true freshman, Man, you really, you got to lean on Gary Vaughn for that leadership. But there are some other guys in that room, too, that have a little bit more experience that it's going to be a collaboration. We've seen through the years Tyson Veidt's going to play at least six linebackers. And, you know, with some guys like Caleb Bacon and Cooper Ebel, you could even see up to, you know, maybe eight linebackers hit the field for Iowa State on Saturday. Yeah, you look at that, it's thank goodness for Gary Vaughn. You know, he's kind of, he's going to be the general in the room for that group, but it's also hard to Jack Sadowski's a freshman. We, we already mentally are thinking of him as like a sophomore or junior, uh, just because he's been kind of the known starter since spring, which is really odd for a true freshman to be named that early as a middle linebacker, as a starter. But he did win it in the spring, but he also came back and confirmed it in the fall. And I think that when you see him play, he does not look like a freshman I, I, physically, uh, mentally, how he handles himself on the field. You know, emotionally, that's one thing you have to learn, though. So when the lights come on, like that's what Coach Campbell's talking about, when the lights come on, can you emotionally handle the moment? You know, that's where he has not been tested yet. That's the only thing we're waiting to see on him. But he has everything other than the, the emotional testing yet done at this level. So, again, I'll bet on Coach Vite all day long, you know, when you look at how he trains his linebackers and what he does with them. But uh, I'm really excited to watch this linebacker crew. Like I said, there's like four, five, six guys right now that are they're trying to get time to play that have earned their right. You mentioned Coach Fight. I mean, he's one of the pillars of this coaching staff for sure. He's done such a great job, you know, since he's been here and came with, with Coach Campbell. Back to Jack Sadowski, though. He, he's a guy, I mean, all the comparisons to Mike Rose, I don't know if that's fair or unfair. But having said that, the fact that he was here for the spring, and they thought he was going to be a good player, and he he seized it. And, and I think that's one of those things he plays with. He plays with such great confidence for a young guy. Now we'll see if that confidence can get shaken, you know, in game situations. Probably be a bump or two here or there. But I mean, he's he's got going to be that anchor, I think, in the middle of that defense, you know, for, for a long time. 
But you look at our other linebackers, though, too. I mean, I know they've talked about Jacob Ellis. They think he's a guy that has had a great fall, and they think he's going to be a real contributor as well. I like the whole group. You know, Will McLaughlin, who started some games last year, I think he's really grown. He's gotten bigger. He's going to be a more physical player, and I think he's a smart guy. I just think there are a lot of guys there that can do the job. But and I think that's one of the key things. We think the defense is going to be really good again. I'd be shocked if it's not. But there are, you know, once again, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're looking, hey, where could the chink in the armor be? It could be the inexperienced at linebacker, and we're going to find out. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see. I think the guys are up to the challenge, but we're going to find out. Well, it's an all-new defensive line, too, as far as starters. Now, these guys have been around, but they are starting for the first time. And I think one of the things that really excites me about the way Coach Haycock tries to design his defense is to force everything outside, you know, really get a push up the middle and force everything outside. And when you talk about getting a push up the middle, man, Dominic Orange is a guy that can change the line of scrimmage. And so even though his numbers might not fly off the charts with the number of plays he makes, he's going to be impacting a lot of plays. And man, he sure looks good, guys. Well, he's lighter. Of course, he came in at 350 as a true freshman last year. He's lost 15, 20 pounds, but it was the right kind of of loss. But he is, for a guy that size, he does have quick twitch. And you go back, you, John, you mentioned what Coach Haycock likes to do with that defense. Go back to Ray Lima, some of those other guys. <clears throat> they didn't have big numbers you know, in terms of, of tackles and things like that, but they were so impactful. And I expect, you know, I expect him <clears throat> and J.R. Singleton to really do a great job at that nose. But the guy that's really excited me is Tyler Onyetum. I mean, I think he is a guy, he could be one of our best defensive linemen we've had in a long, long time. And I think he's a redshirt sophomore. He can play inside, but he's going to play outside more. But he's great against the run. He's another quick twitch guy, 285, 290 pounds. He will be, I think, the guy that impacts from our defensive linemen who will impact quarterbacks in the passing game as much as anybody we have. And I think that's an area where I think we need some improvement over a year ago. And I think he's one of the guys that can really bring that. He is. And, and I think another freshman that you talk about is the Kennedy's Iziagu. I think you're going to see him come in and, and, and make some plays this year. He's a freshman. Number 88 is a 6'5", 260-pound freshman. And he is – there's not an ounce of fat on this kid. And so he's very powerful. I'm not going to call him like a Will because he doesn't play like Will McDonald, but he's – he is very athletic. He Really, they found him on a basketball floor. So he does have a lot of the same traits that Will would have, uh, really twitchy and, and athletic. So he will be the guy that will get after the pass on Saturday as well. But you called it. I think Dom Orange is going to be a draft pick. He's a second, third round kind of guy. You know, we we're just talking about that to start this show. And I don't know why nobody talks about this kid. They will by the end of this year. There's no doubt Dom Orange is going to be something everybody – Everybody around the Big 12 will know who he is by the end of this season. Yeah, and I agree with you too, Eric, on Onyedem. And, you know, and, and as you look at this game specifically against you and I, the big threat that they have, obviously, is Theo Day. Now, they're a little bit young and inexperienced at the running back position. They've lost some guys up front on their offensive line, but they do have big play receivers that are back, and they've got a quarterback who can get them the football. And, and when I went back and watched their games last year, guys, I watched a couple of them. A lot of play action, a lot of deep throws down the field. And I think in the last six games, they had 21 plays of 25 yards or longer. They hit a lot of home runs. And, you know, I think back to last year when Iowa State was really good defensively, but they were susceptible to the home run occasionally. The Oklahoma State game, the Kansas State game, where they gave up some of those big plays. With this secondary, I guess my question would be to you guys, 
are you confident that Iowa State can take away the home run ball from you and I? Because if they can, man, I think they have a great chance to win this football game. I think they can. I think we're healthier in the on the back end of this defense. Obviously, to start the season, you'd, you'd really hope to be. I think Darian Porter is going to be a bigger part this year, too. Like when we go into nickel, I think you'll see some Miles Purchase move to the inside. So if they are going to spread us out and try to go deep and do some different things, I think we have the depth back there now that we've never had before. So when you look at this team, the deep ball does not worry me. They're, they're, I agree there were some times last year where we were shuffling guys through when Cooper got hurt. We had, right. we had guys out of position. I just felt like we were not – uh, in position basically at that time of the year last year where we were trying a lot of different things to start this year. I'm very comfortable with where we're at there on that deep ball, but it comes back to that pass rush. You know, I kind of has to get there. Tyler and Yedem has to get there. And if we can get home on him and make him uncomfortable with that young offensive line, we'll be just fine. When we've gotten in trouble, when we didn't get the pass rush and give them forever, you know, I know you're only rushing three, but we've been able to get there with three in the past. We get, if we get pressure, we'll be just fine back there. I think pass rush, as I alluded to earlier, I think, I mean, ability to affect the quarterback is going to be really important. And we don't have a Will McDonald who's going to be that guy. Now, they took him out because I don't think he had a play all year, a pass play where he wasn't at least double teamed. So they were able to kind of take that away. I think this year, maybe scheme is going to be the way we bring pressure. I think Gary Vaughn is going to be one of those guys that Coach Haycock is going to bring. And I think he is very effective at getting to the quarterback and affecting what, what's going to happen. So as far as the back end and giving up the big plays, I think we're more set, say the last half of the season, because Verdon was gone, you know, Cooper had been injured. You know, now we're in a situation to start the season, and I think with the depth we've added, I, I just feel we're in a much better position. Even though it was good last year, I think we're in a much better position with the experience we have back there because as much as anything, you have to have athletic ability. But I think the experience of that back end, not getting beat deep, those kinds of things, experience is so huge. And I think we've got the experience back there that, that can really serve us well. Looking for a tire that's designed for work, play, and ideal for those thrilling Cyclone game days? Well, brace yourself because it's none other than Authentic Brand. Ask for Authentic Brand by name from your local retailer or sportswear supplier. Let's talk about the offense a little bit, guys. And I think for a lot of people, when the first depth chart came out, the first place they looked was at quarterback I think the first place I looked was that offensive line just to see who won those battles because, man, we saw some really good battles during camp, and I'm sure they're still ongoing. But for right now, James Neal, Jim Boniface, Grant Triber have earned starting positions on that offensive line, and it'll be really exciting to see how they blend in with the veterans, Tyler Miller and Jared Hufford. I thought they performed very well across the board during camp. You know, I had a chance to go to a few practices, obviously, in a couple of scrimmages. And we just talked about the defensive line, and there was a lot of moments at camp where they were frustrated. The defensive line was because of our offense. And I think the physicality of this this offensive line it has gotten a lot better. But, I, again, I think what this line has to follow Jared Hufford and his personality and what he is. I mean, he's a bulldozer. And, and, and his attitude, I, I, it, we're going to go as he goes. I, I firmly believe that this year, which is kind of odd to say from the guard position. But – if we can take on the attitude of what he's been and the toughness he's brought to the field so far, we will be able to rush this football. And that's going to be absolutely the key to this football season, not just week one, the rest of the season. Can we move the ball on the ground? And if we can, we got a shot. And if we can't, you know, with that young of an offense, it's going to be really difficult to sling the ball around without the ability to run the ball. 
Absolutely. You know, I think, Ryan, I'll just ask you a question. Is, is there an offensive line when you mentioned Hufford that fits Ryan Clanton any better? The mentality that Hufford has versus, you know, along with, you know, the kind of mentality that Coach Clanton's trying to bring to that offensive line. To me, it seems like a perfect fit. It is. And it's funny because I, I, I've seen this for a while, but I think Jared Hufford stepped forward because of Ryan Clanton. You're seeing him like accentuate what he was and what he's going to become because of him. And coach, there's no doubt, like with every practice you go to, Ryan Clanton has made a difference already. And I've talked to some other offensive linemen that have played at Iowa State that know that position very well. And they're the first thing they're saying is, wow, those guys have come a long way quickly. You know, and I would agree with them. Like their physicality and their, their attitude towards the game is completely different than I've seen it in a long time. You know, Hart, you mentioned with the inexperience that we have a quarterback, I mean, being able to run the football is obviously going to be super important. Last year, we averaged 3.3 yards a carry. You go back to the last nine games, and it was barely three yards a carry. This group, once again, we have a lot of new running backs and some experience, but not a ton. But if this team could find a way, this group, to get 4.3, 4.4 yards a carry, it's a bull team, in my opinion. It is, and I think the, the you and I game – tells a lot with two different opponents. If you look the last time we played you and I, we have Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Xavier Hutchinson. We have the who's who. You know, all those guys we talked about the NFL. We won 16 to 10. And thank God for Brock Purdy recovering a fumble. And if you look at the stats from that game, we had 136 yards rushing that game total. And then you go to the next year, you and I goes out to Air Force and Air Force wins 48-17. And they had 582 yards rushing. And so the difference is, is we were not able to rush the ball against you and I. And I'm telling you, if, if we get into this football game on Saturday and you can't rush the, the, the ball, it's going to be a flip a quarter kind of game. Like you have to you have to exceed on the rushing side of the ball because that's where your advantage is against these teams. They don't have the depth and size that we would at Iowa State. And that is where the advantage is in this game. You have to take advantage of the rushing game in games against like you and I right away to control the football, keep the O'Day off the field and control the game from the start. And with the heat, too. I mean, you can't get away from that running game. you got to keep pounding because depth, typically with the FCS teams, the depth isn't there. Frontline guys oftentimes are plenty good. But I think it's a game where you just have to – you can't give up on the run game if it's not there early. you got to keep pounding because in 90, 95-degree heat – uh, Hark, you've played in that before. You know what it's like as a defensive guy. It's tough. It's tough when you get to that third and fourth quarter. It's way worse on the defensive side. It, it really is. I hate this. They know that. That's yeah. why you see so many guys rotating in and you get those big bodies leaning on you. And by the t by third, fourth quarter, you come out after halftime and it's hot again. As a defensive lineman, you're shot. I'm, I'm just telling you, there, there's no way to physically to get into shape for something like that as a defensive lineman. So I agree with Derek. We have to lean on him all day long. And the, the good thing is Ryan Clanton's trained him for games like this to go lean on people, to be physical. Don't be perfect, be physical. You know, and I think that that's – I'm really excited to see that on Saturday because this is – they've been working on this since he got there in the spring. And I know from the first quarter on, we're going to see what he's brought to this football team right away this Saturday. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. And Hark, one thing that Matt Campbell shared with us last night on our, our coaches show 
is that he felt like one of the reasons why Iowa State wasn't as efficient running the football last year. Obviously, you've got the offensive line. People think of that first. They think of the running backs room, which had its share of injuries, right? But he pointed out injuries at tight end. And he felt like there were a lot of guys playing hurt last year at the tight end position that weren't quite as effective as they could have been. And if you said at the beginning of the season, all three of them were banged up. And he really feels like overall as a football team, Reed Kegge has made a big difference in the strength and conditioning and the average player has gained eight pounds, but he really feels like it's going to show up at the tight end position. And he thinks that will have as much to do with any success that Iowa State has in the run game as anything the offensive line does or the running backs do. So if you think back to when I think our offense, maybe the best we've seen in a long time, was when we had the threat of Dylan Saner, Chase Allen, Charlie Kohler on the field at the same time. And I think that we have that right now at Iowa State again, finally. I think we have the depth. I think they're healthy. You know, when you look at this, the, the tight end room, I think you got an Easton D who plays a lot like Chase Allen, a jack of all trades. He can do anything. He's a team player. He's a leader. He's everything you're looking for. When you look at like the Charlie Kohler, a name that you all will see is a Benjamin Bramer, you know, and nobody knows who he is except for those that have seen him in practice. And he's number wow. 18. He's a 6'7", 240-pound freshman from Pierce, Nebraska. You will know him by the end of the day Saturday. Um, <laughs> and that's that's all I can promise you is, is he has that Charlie Kohler feel to him. And then you go to the Steve O'Klotz. If that's not Dylan Saner, I don't know what is. You know, the way he walks around just has that confident, you know, personality, big body, good runner. And then Gabe Burkle, very similar to that as well. So – we literally have five guys that you'll see on the field. And I think you'll see a lot of three tight end sets on Saturday, which is a good sign for Iowa State. We've been at our best when we've been there. And by the way, that's good for young quarterbacks. Those are the easy throws. Those are the ones you want for your for your quarterback. You don't need a guy going 45 yards on the field and trying to hit a post pattern. And so I think it's going to be a nice safety net for the young quarterbacks. And it's going to give us the ability to run the football. So they've done a really nice job. And Coach Mauser, as you know, is a phenomenal coach. And he's put a really good room together for us right now. Well, it is a good room, you know, and I don't want to hype a freshman too much, a true freshman, but Ben Bramer has it. I mean, he's the guy that I think because of his ability uh, as a supreme pass catcher, a guy that can get open, super, super huge uh, catch radius, if you will. He's going to be a guy at that size that quarterbacks are going to love. <laughs> to find him like they used to find Charlie Colder or Chase. Big third down situations. He's going to be one of those guys that can make plays and he can run. I'll hype him up, Eric. I'll take it. I'll put it on my shoulders. I'll, I want to get on his bandwagon before we start. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, he, was, he was the first true freshman that, that I looked at when I went to the first practices uh, this fall. I was like, wow, this this kid has it. Yeah, Hark, three seats on that bandwagon are already taken. I don't know how much room there is on it, but there's definitely three seats taken there. And, and Tyler Moore is another guy that can help us too, who's yeah. healthy again. That that should help that tight end room too. Just look at your crystal ball, if you will, and and what do you think will happen with the quarterback position on Saturday? Mm. Well, so much depends, as we've talked about earlier, how well can we run the football? What kind of positions are we are going to put the quarterback in? I think the game experience, even though it wasn't a ton for Rocco, and just another year, you know, extra year, if you will, in the system, uh, I think he's probably going to be the guy you would expect to have the most poise. But once again, I don't really know what to expect. And obviously, you know, if you're if you're a guy looking at a program and you're saying, boy, 
is there one position I really wish we knew what we were going to get? It would be quarterback, and we don't really know. But I know J.J. Uh, Cole, supremely talented. He has shown maturity so far beyond his years. How will that manifest itself on game day? And the same with Rocco. I mean, I think the big thing is if you're able to have success running the football, the game manager aspect of either of these guys will be enough. But if you can't, then we're going to find out, okay, how much extra juice do they have? Can they make the plays when you have to? It's third and six. You know, you're in your five-minute drill at the end of the game trying to salt the game away. Can you make that one or two plays that, that makes the difference? And I'm excited to see, okay, can they do it? I believe they can, but we're going to find out. Yeah, and the good news is it's, it's not because no one stepped forward. It's because no one has outpaced the other one is the reason they are not able to, sure. aim, just to start one. And I would tell you, I mean, watching in practice, you're like, ooh, yeah, that's great. I like that from Rocco. And then the next play, you're like, man, JJ, did you see that timing and the call on that? It's like you, you, they're trying to one-up each other. It's, it, it's actually a good – you mean, you want one quarterback. Eventually, you've got to get to one quarterback. I, I, I hate to say it. Someone in this situation is not going to be happy at the end of the year. You can't go through the season with, with two. But I will tell you, it's not because they're both failing and you don't know who to go with. It's because they're both trying to one-up each other. And I think that that's, that's a good sign. And But by the time we get out of Ohio, we're going to have to find that person. We just don't have them yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things, too, J.J. 6'7", 250 pounds. Uh, and, you know, Rocco probably a little bit more elusive, a little Skylar Thompson-ish, uh, you know, Brock Purdy, kind of some of those attributes in terms of extending plays. You know, but JJ's impressed me in that area too. And one of the things, you know, for a guy that size, he, he's elusive enough. And when he gets outside the pocket, I think big quarterbacks in particular have a hard time being accurate and looking downfield. And that's one of the things that's really impressed me about JJ is his ability when he's moving to be a really accurate thrower too. And I think that really bodes well for his future. It does. Eric, you're 100% right. His eyes are down the field all the time. If you notice it in scrimmages, his eyes are – he is extremely well-trained, and he does. He, he keeps his eyes up. You know, it's a little different when you're, you know, you're 6'7", 250. You're the same size as the defensive ends. When they hit you, you're the same size. So, yeah. you're not as scared as you may have to be. But it's uh, – yeah, they're, they're, they're both going to have to play on Saturday. It's going to be interesting to see which one pulls ahead when the lights are on to see who gets that job. Guys, as we talk about the, uh, for the lack of a better term, I'll just call them the skill guys, okay? So we're going to combine the running backs and the receivers. Uh, out of that group, who are the 300 hitters and who are the home run hitters? As you look at it, which guys are capable of the 40, 50-yard touchdown? Which guys are just going to consistently help you move the chains and keep drives alive? Because I think we have a nice blend of both. Wow. Uh, well, as far as the home run hitter, uh, I mean, Abu Sama is, is is one of those guys, a freshman from Southeast Polk. I think he has that elite speed that can be the home run hitter. As far as, as 300 hitters, I mean, I like Carson Hansen. I like Cartavius. Not that Cartavius can't break the big ones too, but I like those guys. I think we're going to see find out what we have a wide receiver in terms of home run hitters. I mean, it's an area we haven't had a lot of huge plays. I think Jaden Higgins is going to be really good. Once again, stepping up in a level of competition, he's been very proficient. He, he's looked really good. I'm not sure we have a lot of home run hitters there. Benny Nagoy, 
certainly could be that guy, but he's a true freshman. He'd be asking a lot, but he could be a home run hitter as well. Yeah, I think Jalen Knoll, we may see some this year. We may see that yeah. shot from him this year. And I, I don't know if he's ever really gotten that opportunity. Daniel Jackson, the few practices I've seen him, has stepped up. We always kind of waited for him to step up and step in and step up. We really always needed him to, but I think this is the year we actually get to see him on the field and really contribute at the level I think he's capable of. Yeah, you look at the running back room, you know, whoever this or person is <laughs> for five people. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, Cartavis Norton or Eli Sanders or Abu. And you're right. When you talk about Abu from Southeast Polk, if that doesn't look like Brees Hall, the way he runs, it's unbelievable. They heel yeah. strike. It, it just looks different when they run. It's so effortless. But when you see everyone else trying to catch him and there's not even a chance, boy, he's pretty special. And then Carson Hansen, this freshman out of Minnesota, 6'2", 210, bigger kid. But he's fast. He ran a 10-800 uh, in high school. So you watch him step to the outside. He is tough as nails. So, again, I don't – and Eli still has an elite speed. He's gotten a lot better. And Cartavius is probably that 300 hitter. So I don't know who the starting running back is. I really don't. I think Cartavius is the obvious starter day one. But long term, I don't know. I mean, there truly are five guys that can play football for us right now, which is a good problem. Yeah, and uh, one thing I really like about Sama and Hanson, they each won a couple of state championships. And and the last time we watched Sama play competitive football uh, in a game, uh, he had 372 yards and six touchdowns in the state championship game. So uh, yeah. And, that's, and, yeah, and set the state long jump record too, almost 25 <laughs> feet. So <laughs> elite athlete. Absolutely. He's special. When you see him on Saturday – he is special. Everyone, and he's tougher than you think. You get him into a crowd, you're like, oh, he's going to get knocked out. No, he stays on his feet extremely well in traffic. So I, if anything, I'm surprised about is how powerful he is because he's not the biggest, you know, the biggest of backs. He just isn't. But, you know, he's 5'11", 200 pounds. But boy, is he pretty tough inside. But if he gets the outside, good night. You are not catching him. All right, I'll give you one more 300 hitter at, at receiver, Aiden Bitter, the 300 hitter, you know, because uh, that's a guy who just makes catches when he's supposed to and makes big catches. And uh, I, I think he'll be a guy that can help move those chains. And, and, and a nice story for him to move all the way up to the one line on the depth chart. Uh, I think a lot of people feel like kind of out of nowhere. i tell you one other guy, too. I mean, I, I totally agree about Aiden Bitter. But Dimitri Stanley is a guy last year I thought was plagued by some inconsistency. I think he's been much more consistent. And you talk about a guy that could be a home run hitter. He is another guy with elite speed too. But if he can be as consistent as I've seen him in the practices that I've been to, I think that's a great, uh, another piece to the puzzle, if you will, at that wide receiver. It's a crowded room. You know, we haven't talked about Greg Gaines, you know, some other uh, young guys. Uh, and I know they're excited about the improvement and, and the steps that Gaines has taken, the former four-star guy. But, I'm, I'm excited about that room once again, like a lot of things. And not just, and first of all, not just Iowa State. Every single team right now is saying, well, we got a question mark here. We got question marks there. Everybody's got them. You know, I think we have the talent, but I want to see them on the field just like you guys do. We do. What's going to help that room more than anything else? You're talking about the home run hitters is back to that rushing game. We had 10 rushing touchdowns last year. The previous three to four years, we were averaging 20. The 20 COVID year, the, the Fiesta Bowl year, we had 31. Our passing touchdowns have actually stayed flat. They're exactly, roughly exactly yes. the same for the last five years. But we were like 21, 22, 31, 10. And you lose those 60 points. Think, of, Would you take a touchdown, a rushing touchdown a game? What's our record last year? 
And what's oh. the game look like differently? Yeah. And what's the control of the game and the time of possession, yeah. everything else? And it is everything on Saturday in this season is going to come back to the rushing game. We have got to get to back to what we were. And I think that they all know that, you know, Ryan Clanton's here for a reason. Nate Shieldhouse, you know, I, I think that he's got a young team, you know, one game's not going to define his success as a coordinator on, on Saturday, but I would, I think you're going to get a really good feel for what he is Saturday. Uh, I've been very impressed with what he's done. He keeps it simple first quarterbacks, but I know there'll be an emphasis on rushing on Saturday. We got to get back to that. Well, you know, Third and one needs to be a rushing down, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a bit, an area, a third and two, the ability to pick up those. You know, you look at our red zone inefficiency last year, that was probably as big a reason why you know, we weren't in a bowl game as anything. Be more efficient in the red zone. And, and I think a lot of that starts, you know, uh, field's a little compressed, but you still have to be able to run the football in those situations. And and I think that that was a, a, a real Achilles heel for us a year ago, that being able to rush the football more effectively uh, certainly can change that dynamic. Yeah, that's a great point. I was at 129th in red zone efficiency a year ago. That number has to go way, way up. They've got to get better there. Guys, this has been an awesome way to look ahead to the opener. Obviously, we'll get a lot more topics to cover on Saturday at Jack Trice Stadium. Dress lightly, and we'll see you on Saturday. All right, can't wait. Look forward to it. Go Cyclones. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening. 